have a new sponsor and an old friend joining Envy Pillow here, Sierra Sill. With two rare patents and a money-back guarantee, Sierra Sill, available at Shoppers Drug Mart, London Drugs and Health Food Stores, is the natural mineral joint pain remedy you need. Go to sierrasill.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com and use the code GF for 10% off. Well, hi there, I'm Erin Davis. I'm Lisa Brandt, and we together are Gracefully and Frankly. Yes, indeed, number seven here in our podcast list. And congratulations, by the way, to everybody who took part in our Envy Pillow draw. And it was a quiz, and nobody said there was going to be math, but you did it. We have five winners. And for the names, you can go to erindavis.com if you're not on Facebook. And if you are on Facebook, well... Go to facebook.com slash gracefully and frankly, and we'll be there. We post fun stuff there too, and it's, uh, we'd love if you follow our Facebook page as well, just for kicks. Yes, indeed. We'll always try and make it worth your while, like today's podcast, which is, by the way, of course, made free for you from Envy Pillow, which is ecologically sustainable pillows. They're gorgeous, and they were perfect to give away for Valentine's because of the V shape in them. It's just an amazing thing where your head rests on this latex. Very comfortable, and I mentioned before, this is kind of a side benefit. I have this this neck issue, and uh, this pillow is really good for that too. So yeah, love my Envy. Thanks, Envy Pillow, for this. Go to EnvyPillow.com and find more about how you can sleep with the best. We sleep with the best, or at least we think so. Going to talk about that in Episode 7 because my 35th wedding anniversary to Rob is coming up on Family Day, appropriately enough. And you, Lisa, we're going to find out why third time is the charm. That's what we truly believe. Thank goodness it's the charm because I don't know I could do it again. <laughs> I go go live with the monkeys somewhere in a tree or something. <laughs> oh goodness, there's only Mickey Dolan's left. Anyway. <laughs> Ah, that's an old 60s reference. Those who know, know. And and there was a question. What things did you used to see all the time that you don't anymore? Well, I'll tell you, one of them you can see in my bedroom. We'll get to all of that as we get going here on Gracefully and Frankly. Let's go. Coming up on a lucky date with our anniversary, as we mentioned, it's going to be 35 years this coming Monday, also Family Day, and it happens to be usually a uh, vacation in the States, too. So when we got married 35 years ago, the ratings were not being taken in February, and we thought, Lisa, we thought, what a great time to get married, because then we can go away on a little trip for our anniversary every year, but... This just goes to show you how everything changes because now ratings are taken all the time. That's right. Yeah. We're not in radio. (laughs) And Rob and I aren't even together for our anniversary this year because of a little trip that I have planned. Anyway, we're talking about romance just a little bit after Valentine's Day because everybody does that, right? And we, we talked about different aspects of it last time. But yeah, how many years now for you and Derek? It will be 14 this year. We were lucky 13 last year, yeah. Wow. And you guys, you did it at a drive through Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. A drive-up, I like to call it, but it is a drive through yeah. Uh, at the Little White Chapel in Las Vegas where uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck had their first ceremony, as a matter of fact. Oh, is that right? How many did they have? 
They had two. They had that one and then the big one for everybody else. And there was the pre-one where they almost got married all those years ago and, and didn't. Mm-hmm. They kind of give me hope. But but their story is not dissimilar to yours because <laughs> what are you laughing at? What? I know where you're going with this. I haven't been married as many times as she has, but. <laughs> well, who's keeping count? How many times has she been married? There was the Mark Anthony, yes. right? But she had, yeah, some guy when she was young. Uh-huh. And then that Chris Judd dancer guy. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten about him. And then there was there was the baseball guy, right? Were they married? No, they didn't get married. Oh. They were going to, but they didn't. Okay. And then, no. then, actually, I'd have to care. So anyway, the point is, it took a while, and here you are. You have found your forever husband with Derek. So I think that's pretty wonderful. Well, not everybody gets it right the first time, Erin. And I get that. People start so young, like my husband, Rob, was married. He took a day off high school. He and his first wife (gasps) took a day off high school, which is always, always another good reason to stay in school, kids. And that starter marriage lasted 10 years. So I give him a lot of props for for sticking with it and really trying to work things out. They didn't. Mm -hmm. And she left him basically on his 30th birthday. And so he says that life begins at 30. Right. So and then, you know, I got my claws in him. And (laughs) and so now we've been married since he was 33. So it worked out really well for us. But you're right. People don't always get it right the first time and they marry for the wrong reasons. They think they have to or or it's the thing to do, right? It's not till you look back years later that you realize when I got married the first time, I thought that it was going to fix my life. Mm. I thought everything was going to be great. I would have self-confidence. I would, you know, and I only know this with hindsight. I didn't know it at the time, obviously, but I just put too much into it. I wasn't enough of a whole person myself yet to get married. So although I try not to regret things because I learned them, I, I should never have married him. Very nice guy. He got married again years later, had a couple kids, and we are in loose touch. And just that was just a mistake. But it's funny, when you say you've been married three times, people just look at the the total number and go, whoa, how did that happen? But for me, I went into it every time thinking it was the thing. I just wasn't right. That's all. Hmm. The second time, we made a promise to each other that there would be no divorce. And obviously, we didn't keep that either. So... You just don't know sometimes. And I I wasn't a whole enough person. That's all I can say. So the first one, if we go back to that first marriage for a lot of people who are on a second marriage or third, they say that your brain does not stop maturing until you're 25 years old. And you have to hope that both of your brains mature the same way. I just see it often as two saplings and one grew this way and the other grew that way. And if you don't grow together parallel or towards each other, then there is going to be trouble. And, and you know, you marry, you end up marrying somebody you didn't know. Right. And you marry for what you think is love, but was actually lust or was infatuation and something happens and you realize that you're not in it for the long haul. 
as you thought you were. And that's that's very sad, but that's just the reality of how it is. And fortunately, you can extricate yourself from something like that. But there's always there's always some hard feelings and hurt feelings. And it's just, I wouldn't recommend it, Erin. No. I wouldn't recommend it. No. And how fortunate in your way that you are that there weren't children involved. Because although I, I wouldn't give up parenthood and, and, and having a daughter for anything in the world, I can only imagine how difficult it can be. Like, I can't imagine, and Rob has said this about his first marriage, having to, you know, physically be with or be in communication with somebody you made a definite split with for the sake of the children. And you do anything for your kids, but you still have to deal with that person the rest of your life. You're tied together forever. Right. Derek has a daughter, my husband, Mm -hmm. and until she was out of school for good and out working, he was tied to his ex. And they don't get along great. <laughs> so he felt that. And I'm sure she felt it too. Uh, they both felt that they were kind of tied to this person that they didn't want to be. Um, they were never married, but they lived together and they had a daughter. Uh, same difference, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's, it's hard enough to split up your books, Yeah, let alone yeah. worry about a human being, you know? Yeah, exactly. I came across a quote from this woman I absolutely adore. Her name is Anne Lamott. And uh, if you happen to have read my book, Morning Has Broken, I use a quote of hers. She was very kind and said, use anything of mine you want. Mm. And she she does the whole thing about your heart is broken and, and that's a good thing, but you will learn to dance again, but with a limp. And that is to me the perfect description of going on after a life-changing tragedy. So Anne wrote about marriage. She says, a good marriage is supposed to be one where each spouse secretly thinks He or she got the better deal. (laughs) Don't you love that? That's brilliant. Yes, that's brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's there's a there's a special kind of uh, grief that goes along with the end of a relationship like that. It's true. You have your whole future thought out in a way you think, well, we're going to go that way. And it all just comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. Well, when you lose someone and, and let's let's talk about this grief analogy. The thing that I found the hardest right from the beginning, besides losing Lauren physically at the age of 24 in her sleep, was losing the dream. The dreams that start when she Mm. is growing inside you and all of these dreams, you start to paint murals of what your life is going to be with this child and then as a grown person and then with grandkids and who's going to find the right nursing home for you and all these kind of things. All of those dreams die. And that, too, is the end of a marriage, isn't it? It is. It's the end of a dream. And you have to take the time to grieve that. You're absolutely right. It is. It is the end. And even if someone asked me how long my first marriage was, and it was about a little over three years, and they go, that's nothing. I've been married 40 years or whatever. Well, it wasn't nothing. It was something. (laughs) And, you know, it was tough. Um, He actually took it harder than I did. I was, don't want to say celebratory, but I was happy to move on. And that sounds cold. But it, but it was true, and that's the way it was. I mean, I didn't go, I didn't dance in the streets, and no, you know, put glitter on our divorce papers or anything. But uh, it was easier, a little bit easier for me. And they do say, you know, they that divorce is harder on men than it is on women. And I don't know if it's because of our social circles or or what it is. Mm-hmm. And yet, you see so many women struggling financially. I wonder if that's actually true. So maybe it's just emotionally. 
Yeah, it's sure not true in the case of my sister, whose husband of 40 years just basically walked out a year ago now. She's she's doing the best she can and stepping into a new life. But mm. man, talk about having the rug pulled out from under you. How long was your second marriage? How long did it last? 14 years. Okay, three years, 14 years. But to count the numbers like that, it's no indication of how many years you were happy. Those are the years that count, right? Not how many years were you in it, how many years were you happy? And that's, you don't have to answer that because he is still alive and possibly listening. But it's another good question. And now, ooh, you're almost at number 14. 14. This is 14 years, yeah. Wow, you're soon going to surpass your previous record. I don't know what (laughs) what else to do. Good for you, Lisa. I'm going to be at the top of the podium. Yay. (laughs) It's a funny thing to talk about previous marriages because I was a guest on The Social on CTV late last year, and we were talking about just, you know, one of those conversation starters about, you know, the bridezilla and all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, my sister Heather just got married for the fourth time and Snickers not the candy bar, but but there were there was laughter in the audience. Mm. And so, you know, being the showbiz ham that I am, I fed into that and I said, keep at it, Heather. And then everybody really laughed. And she took it to mean, keep trying, find the next one. I meant, don't ever give up on love. And I do truly believe that, that it's never too late to start writing a new ending, right? That's right. And you shouldn't give up. And not everybody needs to be in a relationship. But if that's what you want, then stay optimistic and take a pottery class or something or go to the library or find people who have the same interests as you and don't give up. It's not funny that she's been married four times. That means three times her heart has been broken, right? Yes. Yes. Two divorce and one her husband passed away. And, uh, and now number four. Well, I know that after this, if anything happens to this marriage, which I don't predict, we're quite happy, uh, I am going to build a cabin in the woods that is spider-proof and uh, live there in Whittle. Oh, that's nice. You're going to have an outhouse or... Oh, oh, Whittle. Oh, okay. I get it. (laughs) I get it. But there's no way you're building a cabin without Derek's help. So you guys better split up on good, good terms. That's all I can say. (laughs) So nobody's asking me, what is your secret to 35 years of marriage? Because to me, that's that's middling. You know, here on uh, on our local TV station, because we live in an area in southern BC where there are so many seniors, it's, you know, congratulations to Ron and Marlene. They've been married 65 years. And I thought, Mm-mm, not going to make it to 65. So yeah, 35 years. But do you know, Rob and I, memorized our wedding vows all those years ago for the teeny tiny wedding that we had in Toronto in February of 1988. And every year we repeat them to each other. And I have them memorized, so I'm going to say them for you, Lisa. I want you and whoever is listening, thank you, to to pick out the part of this vow that we talk about the most often. Okay, so I'm going to close my eyes so I can say this. Okay. Rob, I take you as my husband. I pledge to share my life openly with you and speak the truth to you in love. I promise to honor and tenderly care for you and to encourage your own fulfillment as an individual through all the changes in our lives. 
Okay. Those are our vows. And then he said them first. And then I laughed and said what he said to the, uh, to the congregation because, you know, <laughs> I'm a ham. So the one line out of those vows, what do you think it is? Encouraging you to be individual. Own fulfillment is an individual. That's, yeah. yep, yep. Every time I am having a hot flash or a meltdown because something with editing, either this podcast or anything else I'm working on, isn't going the way I, I want it to, he will show me a shortcut or an easier way to do it or what I should be doing or here, let me help. And every time he does, I say, this wasn't supposed to be more work for you. And he'll say things like, I'm encouraging your own fulfillment as an individual. Wow. And it's me letting him, not letting him, it's me encouraging him to go out and play hockey three days a week and to do things that give him joy instead of resenting it. That is brilliant and brilliant advice to follow. And I mean, your marriage is a middle-aged person now, right? 35? Um, <laughs> yeah. We... <laughs> so Derek decided he wanted to get a Harley again. And he has another motorcycle. And that's, I did that. That's something he wants that's going to make him happy. I picked up on that somehow, maybe from watching you two, that, that he, yeah. he still has to be a separate person. You know, we aren't welded together and we only do things that we both like. He's got to do stuff that he likes. So uh, that's, that's a great example. Wonderful. What does he do for you? How does he encourage Nothing. your own? No, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> he encourages everything. If I have a, a a whim, he says, go do it. Um, he wants me to do whatever my little heart desires. And it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. He doesn't put his own ego in it. He just wants me to feel happy and confident and fulfilled and all those kinds of things. So I feel very lucky that way. Like I told him, you know, I'm going to write this book. And instead of going, oh, you're really sure about that? He just went, yay. I hope I get to read the first draft. Oh, it's that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, the old saying, happy wife, happy life, yep. you know, it's happy spouse, happy house. There you go. You know, I think I just wrote that. Should I trademark it? Please. Okay. Happy house, happy mouse. No, spouse. <laughs> happy spouse, happy house. Okay, good. What goes on in the bedroom? What? One thing we have had our entire marriage is a waterbed. Like right now, you have a waterbed. Yes, ma'am, we do. We do. Um, it, there was a thing on Reddit what things were around and you never hear about anymore. And, and one of them was flash mobs, right? Mm, right. Um, poking on Facebook, Facebook pokes. Oh, yeah. Ronald McDonald, the actual clown. You see his name on Ronald McDonald House, but have you seen the clown lately? No, you have not. That's right. Those things have disappeared. And one of the things on the list was waterbeds. And there's a chance, Lisa, you have slept in one here at our house or in one of our places and didn't know it because they are long tubes. They're, they're called a motionless waterbed. And depending on how many years you've been married, that can be true. Um, but, <laughs> but they're not the big pillow, you know, the one in like in licorice pizza that was so funny. But they're long tubes. They're so much easier to move a bed. And, you know, we move like we're wanted most of the time. <laughs> and to, uh, you know, you just you just empty out these long tubes and then fill them up every time you move. We love it because it's it's a little bit warm. There's a there's a pad underneath the baffles that keep them from being a cold bed. 
And also you can fill the sides according to either your weight or your preference as to a firmer mattress or whatever. And we've had people come here and stay at our place and say, that was the most amazing bed. What was it? Because sometimes we switch out, we will switch beds and and stuff just to, to get a different sleep. So there you go. There's my little plug for water beds. Don't give up on them and don't laugh at them if you haven't tried them. They are not the water bed that your groovy older sister had in the 70s or whatever. Well, how many times have I slept over at one of your places and I had absolutely no idea. So when I had a water bed, when I first moved out in Red Deer, Alberta, right, it was... Like it was trying to sleep on a boat on a rolling sea. And when I moved to Prince George, B.C., my stuff went ahead of me because I was going to be roommates with these two guys I was working with. (laughs) So they thought, oh, we'll fill this up for Lisa. Won't that be nice? Well, they put cold water in it. And it must have taken a week for that thing to warm up. I swear my my kidneys still ache. But they were awful, (laughs) awful things back then. I had no idea they had been updated and so modernized. That's amazing. They really have. And yeah, once in a while, we'll spring a leak in one of the baffles and you just order another one. And it's it's easy peasy. So wow, we have to say we love it. We just love it. And um, and if that's a secret to a 35 year marriage, it's not a secret anymore. That's for sure. You know, Erin, you couldn't take that waterbed with you if you're traveling. What in the world? You like to take things that make you take your Nespresso maker, for example. Yeah, we talked about that last month. And I said that I'm going on this trip and we're going to carry along my little Nespresso. So I've told the people joining me, bring your own pods, whatever you want, those little teeny tiny ones. And I'm very happy to have good coffee wherever I am. I don't drink anymore as neither do you. Right. As you do neither too. Neither also me. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, it's not like we can go to the local Costco and get one of those jugs of gin or whatever. (laughs) Damn, that hurts. They're so cheap and you could just get your Kirkland brand on. And oh, (laughs) anyway, so it's coffee for us. A lot of things are just too heavy to pack on. Like, are you taking your weighted blanket with you? I knew you'd ask. (laughs) Yes. Here's the thing. I booked the seats up at the front of the plane because it's a long flight. And I I have these two Mm. suitcases I'm allowed. And there's no way I'm going to fill two suitcases. But there will be a few hardcover books. I'm excited about that. And the weighted blanket, we weighed it. It's 12 pounds. And apparently I'm allowed like 40 or 50 pounds or whatever. So yeah, my weighted blanket is coming with. I was going to buy one when I got there and it's $25. And what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, leave it there for a shelter or something. But I love my weighted blanket so much. That's what Envy should get into too, right? Can we can we have the, uh, you know, sleep with Aaron and Lisa, the weighted blanket, because we carry a lot of baggage too, something like that. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, somebody will will stop that at sleep with Aaron and Lisa, and we're going to get into so oh, much we trouble. Wish. So. We wish. <laughs> but you are a convert to the weighted blanket too. And I have to tell you, when we had another house that we used to vacation in for the winter, I bought one there. And I thought, oh, if I like this 12-pound one, an 18-pound one should be great. Well, I'm telling you, I woke up with hip pain. It was like someone had been sitting on me while I was lying on my side. And so you got to be careful with the weight of them. Do you know what the heft of yours is? 
I don't, but I know it's not a super heavy one because Derek talked to you about that. And yes. it's got the little glass beads. And I only use a little part of it because I find it warm. That's uh -huh. my problem is I, I'm always too warm. So I just have to use one little part. So I like I use a quarter of a blanket, something oh. like that. Okay, but Cuddles the Cat likes it. That's the important thing, right? Cuddles the Cat likes anything that he thinks is ours. That's right. Good. Yeah. Good. And say, since I did all of this stuff about our waterbed and all that, you guys have just moved to a king-size bed. How long were you not in a king? For your whole marriage? Yeah. How does that even work? <laughs> because I'll tell you, there's there's this old saw that goes, when you're first married, you could sleep in a twin bed together. And then it gets a little wider and wider and wider. And now in the king, Rob and I have to kind of send out a pigeon to find each other because it's... <laughs> It's such a wide bed. But how did you guys manage and how do you find it now after 13 years? Well, you know, a queen size isn't exactly tiny. It was okay. But here's the thing. My husband, Derek, was always saying, oh, we don't need to buy a new one. We just got this one when we got together and all this kind of thing. And he did really didn't want to get another one. And it's mm -hmm. just one of those things. Sometimes you dig your heels in and just don't want to. But I think I finally convinced him but it was time to get a new bed anyway. So we got the king. And I'll tell you, mm -hmm. there's like a runway down the middle where the cat stretches. And I think we got it for the cat. There's the truth. There it is. Right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's much more comfortable for him. I mean, it's I love it. And I love that it's one of those mattresses that comes in a little box and unfolds and all that kind of thing. And, and it's memory foam and that kind of stuff. And I, and I, I absolutely love it. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. See, that's the thing about having a waterbed. I don't have a bed with memory foam, so it can never tell stories on me later. It can never blackmail oh. me. Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, Family Day coming up on Monday. And so a nice long weekend for Canadians. And of course, President's Day in the United States. And all of that. We used to go away as a family on family day. We made memories with our daughter and uh, she mostly hated it Oh, because you want to be home where the Wi-Fi and your friends are. Yeah. But my advice is if you can and if you can afford it, make the memories, do the family day thing, even if it's, you know, baking together. And I know how Betty Crocker that sounds, but make the damn memories because you know, these are the good old days in so many cases. Yeah. So just do it. And your family, your family is a different family. We've talked about cuddles, of course, the fur baby, but also you have a little sister from when you were a big sister. So let's hear it for those different families, too. Well, yeah, absolutely. And we baked, we did all those kinds of things. So yeah, um, there's a great quote from the Stoics, Aaron. But this is basically what it is. Uh, the problem with humans is they think they have time. Oh, yes. So make those memories and do all the fun stuff. It's There's no time like now. Yeah, it's Jim Crochet, right? There never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. Yes, the great stoic Jim Crochet. That's right. Yes, I've looked around enough to know you're the one I want to go through time with. That's right. It all just ties into our weddings and our loves and our lives. And hopefully you, that you see yourself and hear yourself in this podcast when you listen. Thank you for that. Don't forget, you can always drop us a line at gracefullyfrankly at gmail.com. And of course, there's our Facebook page where you will find... 
Once again, the names of the winners of our five beautiful Envy silk and copper infused pillows. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who answered the questions. It was amazing how many people had the answers. We love you. You think your memory isn't good, but you do your homework. And that was awesome. So thanks for that. And to Envy Pillow and to you, Miss Lisa, happy family day. You're the sister I chose. Thank you, sister. Happy family day to you as well. Bye-bye.